0: As we're sitting, there will be parents joining us in progress, joining the sitting in progress. I invite you to make sure that you're comfortable, that you're sitting in a way that you can be at ease, and there's lots of pillows. You can borrow pillows that are here, or there's more in the corner, lots of different sizes of pillows. You might want to put put a pillow under your feet if you're sitting in a chair, behind your back. And so we're really just wanting to be at ease, to be relaxed and at ease as much as is possible. If you're sitting on the floor, you probably wanna have your buttocks raised a little bit. If you're not familiar with sitting posture, your knees down, your buttocks are raised so that you feel really connected and grounded settling down onto th- your into your sitting. Okay, go ahead. And so with the next breath, with the next exhale, can just release, allow anything that is extra to flow out. Extra worries, extra thoughts about are my children settling in? <clears throat> of course, that's What happens because we are so connected to our children. If they're okay, we're okay. So I invite you just to feel the possibility that your children are being held, being held by the earth, by the land, being held by the field of kindness, which we are creating here together. So that you could relax and settle into your own direct experience of resting on the earth being held being supported realizing that we don't have to hold ourselves up so much we can relax and be supported we can feel the support the great Mother Earth is always here. We don't need to hold ourselves up with the muscles in our shoulders and our belly, all those places that we we each know the familiar places where extra holding comes in more than we need. And so with the next breath you could just allow a softening Ah, relaxing, softening in the belly and the breath, shoulders, arms, hands could relax. And just as these words are arising out of the silence and dissolving back into the silence, so also all of your thoughts, waves of emotion, feelings in your body, have the nature to arise, to take shape, and then to dissolve back into the silence, the flow of life, your life. Arising, changing. As we sit together in the silence, sitting and breathing, staying open, Let yourself be that space, that open, inclusive space in which everything, sounds, sensations, waves of energy, have the nature to arise and dissolve the flow of life, making space for it, space for yourself, just as you are. Resting in the quiet, gratitude for these precious moments of quiet, knowing that your children are also resting, held in a circle, in a group of kindness, a circle of kindness, a a group of their peers as you are sitting with this circle of your peers, of parents who like you are grateful for this opportunity. Sitting, breathing, resting on the earth, nothing you need to do. for the last few minutes of our sitting, re-establishing this feeling of being grounded and spacious, grounded on the earth, feeling the support of the earth, relaxing into that support, that possibility of being held, being supported, feeling that you don't have to Hold yourself up so much, you could surrender to the earth, give in to gravity. Allow relaxation, softening down through your body, all those places of holding could just drop, drop the load. And meeting whatever, whatever is here in your experience, and whatever may arise with kind awareness, with spacious, inclusive, open awareness, just for the last few minutes of our sitting. Silence is so precious for parents. I remember that. <laughs> I hated to ring the bell. <laughs> but it's one of those both and things. It's good to be quiet and it's good to have people to talk to and to be together with. I was just thinking that <clears throat> most of us really have no training for this most a uh, most important job of being a parent I mean anybody can become a parent uh, It's kind of like you don't have to have a license or um, and so we have been blessed with this opportunity to be parents um, and sometimes uh when my daughter was small, we would sort of I'd find myself looking around thinking, when are the real parents gonna show up? <laughs> the people who know how to do this. I had really good intentions. I had really good intentions. I'd also actually meditated for quite a few years. And I found it really challenging, the most challenging thing I've ever I've ever experienced to actually become a parent. And I needed a lot of help. I looked to other parents, I looked to my daughter's teachers who had thought about what children actually need, I I had a lot of gratitude for people who had thought about it before, before I suddenly needed to know. So I just want to acknowledge that some part of you, some place in your heart, You knew that you needed to be here this morning, and you did whatever it took to bring your family here, and a moment of gratitude to yourself for whatever that took, and I'm sure that there were moments when it could have easily gone off the rails, like, oh, it would be easier to stay home, or maybe we should just do something else, and... Maybe your children haven't had an easy morning or maybe you haven't. And just taking a moment of realizing some part of you, some deep wisdom in you, recognize the importance of community and of making contact and of realizing and being reminded of your deep connection uh, with life, with yourself, with your children, Um, And that's really why we come here. One way to describe this practice that we do here is that we are practicing being present with our hearts open as much as is possible. Not always possible, actually. Not always possible. But as much as possible, that's one of my mantras. As much as possible. We practice being present with even this even this. That means even this discomfort, this, you know, feeling of I have no idea how to be a parent. <laughs> this feeling of ah, uh, you know confusion or anger or self judgment, self judgment, that's that's a really uncomfortable one. So being present with what is and remembering whenever we can to bring in just a little bit of kindness, a little extra drop of kindness for ourselves, for our children, beginning to be the spacious awareness that can hold whatever happens in our lives and in our world because we don't know what will happen. So we practice with, with what arises. One of the reasons that I'm still here after quite a few years is that in this tradition we really name the reality that life is not always easy. It's not always so easy to be present for things that happen in our lives. It's not always easy to be with present and to keep our hearts open with what happens in our world But an interesting thing to realize is that the mystics of all the great spiritual traditions would tell us that being present with our hearts open is the most natural thing in the world. It's actually our true nature. It's who we really are. And we can know this because we can notice that when we're relaxed and our hearts are open, in those moments it feels right. It had, there's a feeling of yeah, this is actually where I'd like to live. I'd like to live here. Thank you. How do I get to do that? <laughs> How do I get to be here more in this place of relaxed openness, spaciousness, being able to include even this Whatever happens, that's not easy. Um, The word recognize is a word that I really like. It's very familiar in a lot of spiritual traditions. We sometimes talk about recognizing our true nature. And so that word reminds us that what we're recognizing, what we're looking for, what we're longing for is already here because it's who we are. It's already who we are. So we don't have to make it up. We don't have to go figure it out. We don't have to create it. It's who we are already. It's who our children already are. (laughs) They're headed for the gratitude hut. (laughs) The gratitude hut is that sweet little building right there, and it has a lot of pictures of uh, really wonderful teachers, lots of great teachers, the Dalai Lamas there, and Ansang Suki, 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 Suqi? I can't remember how to say her name. The great mother of, of uh, Burma, who recently finally got her Nobel Prize after 19 years of house arrest, something like that. Anyway, inspiring spot to take your children. So our children are one of the ways that we get to remember these things. We forget regularly who we actually are. We forget our true nature. We lose touch with our hearts. We get into thinking about life instead of being present for life. This isn't just me, is it? (laughs) Okay, good. That would be really embarrassing if I was talking about something you've never experienced. We forget. And uh, one of our great opportunities is that our children live closer to the present experience than we do. You might have noticed this when you've, especially when you're trying to get your child to get ready for something that's not happening right now. It's like, okay, we want to go to Spirit Rock. (laughs) That would mean putting on your clothes (laughs) and your shoes. So there are these wonderful moments when we just remember, oh, how precious, you know, life is, how precious this child is. They remind us, they slow us down, they bring us back to what matters. Um, And so in our family, we have these moments of gratitude that, um, you know, this tender, deep connection is, is here. Even when we forget, our children have a way of bringing us back. And we start to uh, realize our connection with ourselves, with each other, with life. We also have moments in our families when it we don't feel very connected. When we feel, you know, really, really split, really separate. We are really disconnected. We are disagreeing about what we should do. We are disagreeing about what should happen next. We're angry, confused. We're sometimes really hurt with each other. So we don't feel connected at all. all. And so there are these waves of emotion. We sometimes feel really knocked down by those waves. I remember that one of the most difficult things for me um, when my daughter was small was getting ready to go somewhere I guess this is kind of universal. I was hoping that it would be. Is there anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I think that kind of goes with every generation. My daughter, uh, Sophie, was living in the garden. She was still in timeless time. And, you know, um, uh, for her, there was nothing more important than what she was doing in that moment. And of course, I was kind of ambivalent about all this because I would love to just be with her right there doing what she's doing, but actually I was the one who was responsible for getting her to, you know, kindergarten or school or whatever was next. And I hadn't yet completely made peace with the reality of living in a world of great paradox where we both want to live in the present moment and also get there on time. (laughs) I was really pretty confused by that. Um, relative and ultimate reality, this both-and world that we live in. Both are true. It's a both-and. Both um, so one, um, one of the great metaphors, my daughter's metaphor for life in those days, was the Wizard of Oz. She pretty much saw the world through that lens. And um, so she was basically living in Oz and I was, you know, on Pacific Standard Time. (laughs) So uh, that was the place where we had probably most of our really big conflicts. I was not very graceful about it. I lost my serenity regularly. Um, uh, You know, and um, raised my voice. I know I did. It's very embarrassing to tell you this, Uh, you know, stop playing and get dressed. I might have even been louder than that. (laughs) So one day, Sophie said to me, after one of these experiences, I don't remember that much about her early childhood, but I do remember the words she said, Mommy, when you yelled at me, I thought you were the wicked witch.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, God.
0: Oh. Oh, that was really hard. So painful to realize how I was impacting her, how she was seeing me, this beautiful, beloved little being. And here I was, not a friendly presence for her, not a gracious, uh, gracious mother presence in that moment. Shocking to realize how she saw me. Um, What I don't remember is whether I said, Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I have a feeling I probably was not in that moment able to do that. Maybe a little later. Hopefully not too much later. Maybe a few years later. Maybe like recently. (laughs) She's 19. I didn't have a lot. I didn't have nearly as much self-awareness about my feelings as my daughter did. I was probably just like, oh my God, she's so articulate. How could she know so much about how she feels? She knows how she feels. That's amazing. How wonderful. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how much wisdom they have? They can tell us what's happening. So listen up seems like the next generation kind of comes in on the shoulders of the last generation with all this built-in wisdom. Have you noticed that? They're really tuned in. They really can teach us a lot. So, so um, she you know, was helping me to wake up to the importance of my own practice. As parents, we have such an incentive to practice. We have such an incentive to practice staying present, keeping our hearts open, finding a way to be with our children that really allows them to receive what we need to say to them. Because they won't receive it very well if if we come across as the wicked witch that's uh, pretty pretty likely. Then we just end up creating separation when what we need is to be the one who can hold the space that says, oh, what a beautiful project you're making. And now, with all the love in my heart, I need to ask you, <laughs> please put your shoes on. <laughs> so we practice being spacious enough To hold it all. Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't, including our own discomfort, our own embarrassment, our own regrets. I have so many regrets. Ugh. (sighs) Still talking to my daughter about things that I suddenly remember from childhood. Oh dear, I remember the time. She's like, Yeah, mom, that was tough. That was hard. Oh. Yeah, it was. So being open to even this, to going back to the difficult moments, to be willing to go back. I don't think that my parents really had in their repertoire the possibility of saying, you know what happened when that happened? I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. It's good to be able to do that with our children. I actually learned this from my daughter's second grade teacher who actually had the children practice, you know, saying, I'm sorry. She came home and we practiced together. And I was like, oh, this is a really good thing to learn when you're in the second grade, to say, I'm sorry. And to really say it from the heart, not just that kind of like, the kind of, oh, I'm sorry. It's more like, oh, wow. You must feel really hurt About that. How do you feel? Wow, I really hear how you feel and I'm so sorry that that happened. To actually have the conversation. In the Buddhist tradition it is said that through countless lifetimes every being has been our child, every being has been our mother or our father. Isn't that a kind of awesome possibility? You actually don't have to know or believe in countless lifetimes, maybe just this one, but it's helpful to find a way to just step back from the current relationship in which we find ourselves, this particular relationship, we are and who our children are is that we're actually much bigger and much older, <laughs> much more true than the particular conflict that we might find ourselves in. Could we step back from that and feel the possibility of meeting the moment with kindness That's the simple practice that we are here for. And many of you have been here for a long time, many years of practice, and some of you may be here for the first time, but that's sort of the nutshell version. Um, And it might sound really simple, and it is, it's simple, but it really takes a lot of practice to actually be able to remember in the moment when we're in the conflict, to remember what it's like to be the child and to imagine how we are with our children, how we're touching them, how, how we impact them, how connected we are. So I want to invite you just for a couple of minutes to close your eyes again. Go inside. And I'm going to ask you to use your imagination And get relaxed. Reposition yourself if you need to. And feel the earth holding you up. Drop your, drop your weight. Drop the load. The worries. And just with the breath, with the next breath, letting go, relaxing in your shoulders, arms, hands. And now I invite you to imagine that you are much younger, (coughs) much smaller. Imagine that you are about the age and size of your own child. And take a moment to just let this become real to you in whatever way, maybe you're a visual or maybe you could wiggle your toes to kind of feel yourself as being young, imagining that your wiggling toes are about the size of your child's feet, young, And now as you're ready, in your imagination, see before you the older, larger person who is your parent and stay with the feeling of being the younger, smaller one, looking at the older, larger one. And stay with the feelings in your body. Notice what you feel as the child. And maybe what you are, who the person you're looking at is yourself as the parent. Or maybe you see your own parent. And stay open. It doesn't matter. Just stay with the feeling of being young, being smaller. Let your breath, your body relax as much as you can into that reality of what it is to be young, to be small, and to look to the parent, this human being who you depend on so much for so much, And now take a moment to see what arises when you sit with this question. What do you really want? What do you really need from this person who is before you, your mother or your father? standing before you, sitting before you. And as the child silently answering this question, what I really need from you is... What I really need Staying open to see what do you discover as the child? What is it that you need? And stay with the feeling of being the child just for another moment or two. What I really need. And feel it as a feeling in your heart, in your belly, in your... Maybe something that you want to speak silently and you feel it, maybe you feel it in your throat, maybe it's the thing that you would have said if you could have spoken to your own parents, what I really need is, just imagine being able to speak, I really need what I really need from you. And now stay open to see what might happen as you speak these words to your parent. What might happen in your imagination? Imagine what you would like to have happen. Maybe you you might find yourself slipping into being the parent coming towards your child, opening your arms. Just stay open, there's not a right way for this to be. Just let it go the way it goes for you. What you are longing for, what you need. Stay open. So coming back into your own body, feeling the earth, feeling the groundedness, coming back into the circle of parents. And I'd just like to take a few minutes to see what a few people discovered. Just take a moment to see if you were going to describe something you might have discovered, what, what that might be, whether or not you actually speak it, just to... Know in your within yourself what you experienced, what you felt. Maybe you discovered something. Who would like to say something about what you what you discovered? In the back. What was that? You discovered something about kinder limit setting, yeah. The tone, mm-hmm. not to be threatening, to be threatening. <laughs> yeah. Coming from a kinder place, yeah. I remember when I was a parent, I would see people do that. I was like, how did you do that? (laughs) Yeah, the possibility of coming from a kind place, not being threatened, not being threatening, you know, to realize how we sound to our children. Such an important reminder. And um, the possibility of being a little bit more from the heart, of meeting the moment with more graciousness with more kindness. Thanks so much. Who else could say something? Yeah, oh, yeah, please. Uh,
2: My need for love, support, acceptance, appreciation, affection. The capacity of my parent, parents wasn't there.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, amazingly, still not there. Yeah, and realizing that longing for love, for affection, is still here. Mm-hmm. So our pos- the possibility we have is to interrupt the conditioning. We all have conditioning from our childhood, and sometimes that conditioning can keep us from being, from offering our children what we didn't receive. Or is that just me? <laughs> It's so important, and it actually takes a lot of time to realize, oh, I actually have a different capacity now than I had. Even when my daughter was young, I, I was still learning, and I'm still learning. I mean, my daughter's 19, so I'm a really slow learner. But I'm still learning, and it has to do with interrupting the family patterns. We don't want to pass on the, the gaps the gaps, the, the ways in which we didn't feel held, we didn't feel um, listened to, perhaps. We didn't feel heard. We didn't feel like our needs were actually recognized. And, and here's the other part. I think that Rebecca was talking about this, about, about really recognizing each other, recognizing the true nature in your child, the belovedness, the preciousness, the, the innate goodness of your child. Not always easy, especially when they get past the garden years. They start to be a little older and a little more... Uh, they start separating and like, oh, okay, I think I can see your true nature, but, you know, it's different now. It's got a few more veils. There's a few more veils, a few more, like, twists and turns. But, yeah, it's still here, just like it's still here in you. It's still here in our teenagers, in our young adults. It just looks different. So, yeah. Anybody else have an, a discovery, please? It's interesting, because when I saw at that age, um, like, you know, I, I thought, wow, I really safety. Safety, you really wanted safety. Yeah. Might have said or done feel yes, remembering your Mhm. Mm-hmm. So feeling that I'm just going to repeat for people who might not have heard so the m- reminder the the memory of as a child what you n- longed for was safety and that you didn't always feel that when your parents whatever con- corrected you or yeah. Um <coughs> and knowing that's You know, safety and love. Pretty basic. Probably what our children need. I mean, they may say what I want is stuff or (laughs) stay up later or something like that. But what what is the need that's the deeper need underneath the the, I want this or that? The true true need uh, is what we begin to recognize So sometimes we can say yes or no to the stuff or to the permission to do this or that. That's not going to affect the basic connection that we have at the level of, you know, what I want is for my child to feel safe and loved. And that's what I'm going to give you. I may say no to something like, you know, whatever it is. We all have something, something. There's always something. That we're not sure whether to say yes or no to. But that is happening on a different level, at the level of I want I will offer you safety and love. That's the level we're working on. That's the level we're living deeply in contact with our children. At that level, so thank you so much for using your imagination together and. Doing this little exploration. So, I I just want to take a moment to share something with you. Betsy's going to actually come in and sing a song for us in a few minutes. I always uh, like to close with a song from Betsy. I'm sorry, yeah, did you want to share something?
2: Um, yeah. Okay, good. I, well, I kind of got stuck. You I got stuck. As your, you know, as the meditation continued, you know, and there were other instructions, kind of like guided, like let your mind go here, there. My mind was kind of stuck there, and, and it kind of went, kind of went all over the place. And you know, when when you asked us to think about what what we needed as children, um, at least that's how I heard it. I didn't need anything because yeah. because I really feel like I had these I had these remarkable parents that were mm. they they knew the value of no and no came from a place of love as so oh. much as yes did how wonderful and and mm. and I, I think where my mind kind of wandered from from perhaps what the what the intention of the meditation was, was that I I guess I started feeling more of my deficiencies as a parent because I hold my parents to such high ah. regard that uh-huh. instead of saying, well, well, dad or mom, you didn't give me this, the truth of it was that you did, that mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. And, and, and am I giving it? Am I giving mm-hmm. it to my wife? Am I giving it to my son? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the same grace and skill, mm. and, and and what I perceive as mastery, which <laughs> is really, which is really what, what, it's how I how I remember them, and it's how all the people that have come into contact with them over the years, mm. for the most part, perceive them as, as mm-hmm. beings.
0: That's amazing. So yeah. What,
2: so really, what I what I started feeling, I guess, was a sadness. About my own deficiencies, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I'm, I'm a new parent, so you know, I guess it's time to learn. Yeah.
0: But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, you're yeah. so you're so fortunate. You know, it's good to, it's so good that you spoke because, you know, some of us had the grace to have the parent who did it right, um, or at least the good enough parent. You know, I think that's my favorite phrase about parenting it's, uh, you know, you might have heard of Winnicott, who who said, actually, what children need is a good enough parent. We don't have to have the master parent who got it, you know, our memory is like, oh, it's like, oh, gosh, my grandmother was so perfect. It was like years later that one of my cousins said, actually, you know, she wasn't perfect. I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) You know, and that was my, my, uh, my, I thought that I needed to be that perfect, but then I heard about being a good enough parent, and I was like, okay, I think I could maybe do that. I could be good enough. I couldn't really be perfect, but so good enough parenting is always is always my uh, standard. I should be striving for that. Striving for good enough. Yeah, I go I go for that. <laughs> yeah, one more.
3: were like, what are you talking like, you were the amazing mom, what, you know, how could you even think that? And now as a mom myself, I feel like, oh my gosh, I would have I would have done the same thing. I would have apologized for all these things that I've done to my children. And even though I feel like they, you know, they daily will say, Oh, you're the best mom and things like that I you know, I I'd, I'd be curious if you were to ask your parents if, if they're still living sure what, how do they feel about their parenting, what they would say. Because I think oh no, I
2: I, I, and they and they and they've made errors, but I think you
3: didn't see
2: the the question that. was what did I need, and
3: right. the answer was that I didn't
2: need anything. Right. I might have wanted things, but I didn't need. Anything. Mm. But
3: then with mm-hmm. your you sort of feeling deficient comparing, right? Because I do that with my mom all the time. I think, oh, how how can I be like that? How can right. I feel like mm-hmm. she was? But then to know that she had so many self doubts and that mm-hmm. there's just always that striving. Yeah. But how can I be better? And I know she always felt that how can mm. like she be better? And so. Mm.
0: I think that good enough is really helpful. Yeah, and and it's always both and. That's, you know, it's amazing how often I say that. Those of you who know me know that almost anything, I always bring it back to it's both. (laughs) It's both and. And we are continually, you know, have the possibility of being more present, more kind, more consistent, more continuous it's really ultimately in this practice, it's, it's more of a practice of continuity. It's not, um, it's, it's more and more continuous. And, and we're never completely continuously present and we're never completely perfectly um, kind, but it's about continuity. Could I just become a little more present more of the time? And that's it, that's the practice. It's really a good idea. Highly recommended. (laughs) So every now and then something comes along that I'm just can't wait to find somebody to share it with. And you know, in this world it's it's good, it's really good to be able to share something um that's hopeful. And um and uh so I want to tell you about this new book that was published this world this 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 year. It's called A Mindful Nation. A Mindful Nation. Uh, And it's written by a five-term congressman from Ohio. Can you believe that? Isn't that just mind-blowing? So after he got elected to his fifth term, instead of celebrating or whatever, he went off to a meditation retreat with Jon (laughs) Kabat-Zinn. And then um, not only did he start a personal practice, uh, because he just immediately... uh, got that, that it was really helpful. Um, and um, he said something like uh, oh, let's see this is a, an interview with him in the Shambhalis, and He said um, he said uh, for several years of really heavy campaigning and governing here in Washington, he said, I was getting to the point where I didn't want to turn into a jerk. <laughs> Just because I was so exhausted um, and so thinking it might help, he attended a meditation retreat. Um, so this, uh, this is uh, another, uh, this is the most recent Shambhalasana. I just saw this little note. It says, uh, the Mediators Foundation, which supports the work of visionary leaders, bought and distributed, copity, distributed copies of congressman, the congressman's uh, book, to every member of the US House of Representatives and Senate the foundation um, said the book brings an urgently needed perspective to public policy so this um, he says colleagues of mine from all over the country and both sides of the aisle are coming up to me on the floor and saying they really get the message of this book i 'm gratified by that it indicates that at a deep level, regardless of ideology, regardless of our differing positions, people want to slow down, to find quiet, to pay deeper attention to their hearts. So I just want to read um, a little bit, just a page from the introduction by John Kabat-Zinn. This book is a remarkable and unusual gift to the world It is remarkable in that it was written by a sitting politician who is advocating that we look deeply within ourselves to rediscover what is most trustworthy and most beautiful about us as a people, individually and collectively, and as a nation. It is unusual that Congressman Tim Ryan is pointing out a capability we all already have and showing us something that is not only possible, but also potentially life-transforming, and that is basically free. At the same time, he's also asking something of us, and certainly asking something of himself as well, namely that we experiment with paying attention in a new way, and more deliberately. He's suggesting that how we pay attention, how we are present, not just what we are present for, can lead to significant changes in the quality of our lives as well as to profound healing and transformation in our country. In an era in which the greater good often seems sidelined and diminished and many feel a literal and metaphorical impoverishment and sense of disconnection, bewilderment and profound loss regarding the state of our country This message is simple, timely, inspired, and inspiring. It is also eminently practical. It can be implemented immediately by all of us to some degree or another. So this book, uh, he did a lot of... Yeah, me too. (laughs) So he did a lot of research. He traveled around to different places where they're p- uh, using mindfulness in education and healthcare settings, working with veterans with uh, PTSD. And um, so this is a, a really wonderful overview, and it's just so uh, such a generous contribution to the world. So I just wanted to let you know about that. Betsy's here! Yay! <laughs> Also, I just want to let you know, there's a few copies, I think, of the audio version of this book. And this is what it looks like. It's blue with a a silver star and red letters. Um, I think we're out of the hard copy, but you know how to find books. It's easy to find. You can also go online and read this article, um, this interview with him. That's, I think, uh, from the July Shambhala Sun. It's really interesting to hear about how he's uh, bringing us into educational settings and taking it out into the world. Is about Tim
4: Ryan you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He was here not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, I kind of remember That's when that. we were sold out of the book. Oh, OK,
4: mm-hmm. OK. Oh, well, Julie, thank you for um, inviting me in. <laughs> um, and no I think I'll stand. I've just spent the afternoon with your children, and I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> they were... They, I had the best time. They were all, without exception, a joy. Honestly, I'm, I'm not kidding you. If, uh, we had so much fun today. And, boy, there was a whole cadre of eight, nine-year-olds, or eight, nine, ten-year-olds, something, who I'll all have my CD, Calm Down, Boogie. And they just were relentless. It was like, sing this. And, the, and then I, we'd start singing, and they'd say, oh, no, it doesn't go like that. It goes like this. <laughs> it was just... It was, there's one little, Jeff, where's Jeff? Peter. <laughs> Peter corrected me frequently. He's got the whole thing memorized. It was, it was just delightful. But um, I just said I was hyperventilating because I have to catch my breath a little bit. But putting on, a, yeah, putting on a different part of, of my, my world is, is I am a parent. And um, for years I've been writing songs about being a parent and what my journey's been like. And this song, relates to Julie's closing theme. Just the the particular sensitivity that we parents have to the condition of our world when we see it through our child's eyes or we see their future in in our imaginations, which they don't think about so much, but we do. When my son was born 20 years ago, almost 21 years ago, um, I remember wheeling him down the street in Berkeley in his little stroller and a car went by belching fumes. Now, that always upsets me a little, but I was enraged. I was about to run after that car, jump on the roof, and jump up and down. You know what I mean? I was totally enraged. It was like, those are my child's lungs, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think now, it's almost like if we could just take that vigilance and that passion and just broaden our view to think of all the belching smokestacks around the world and all the cars, everything, you know, and that these are our children's lungs and the tree's lungs and our future's lungs and all of that, and... How can we as parents be, um, be more of a force for really acknowledging that, that the politicians we elect and the people we support, and the policies we vote for, and whatever, have got to be about our children. You know? And there's a, a beautiful, if this concerns you, there's a beautiful website started that's called Climate Parents. And it's sort of an organizing tool like MoveOn for, um, for parents who are concerned about the environment. So we're gonna just end the morning with a song that I wrote when my son was very, very young called I Want a World for You. I want a world for you I want a world that's worth the loving not a perfect world world becoming, and I want a world of time, clouds that drift, songs that blossom slowly, no hurry to find their rhyme, and I never loved so hard, never dreamed so wild, till I dreamed a future you, my child. Now I want a world of truth, not the hardness and the glitter, a world that loves its colors and cherishes its youth. I want a world of
1: faith
4: All the broken and the bitter held Inside our hearts Till it's whole again And I never loved so hard Never dreamed so wild Till I saw the future In you, my child I am a fierce wild storm no longer pleasing soft and gentle there's too much at stake now that you are born so I am a mama lion and I will do what I must do because I will Filling dreams so sweet and wild for you, my child, my child for you. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I never <laughs> expect
0: that. <laughs> Betsy and I have been doing this together for um, t- 20 years. Um, yeah. Night. We fig- we're trying to figure out, could it be my daughter's one year uh, younger than Matt? That's right. <clears throat> so um, I'll tell you the story. Where's Beth? Rebecca here? No, not No, yet. Rebecca's coming in in a minute, but I'll tell you the, the story. Um, well, there aren't that many teachers who have children. So as soon as I was pregnant, they were scheduling me for family events.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything Immediate about Immediate expert, parenting. right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about parenting, as I've already acknowledged. Um, but I showed up here with my newborn. She was, you know, a few months old. And her dad was walking around <laughs> the land. And I walked in, and here's Betsy. And I walked up to Betsy, and I don't know what my face looked like, but she said, how are you? And I was like, "Ah, I was speechless. I don't know. I was was kind of... (laughs) I was really uh, a little overwhelmed. I said, I'm a little overwhelmed. And she said, yeah, until I had a child, I had no idea how angry I could be. (laughs) And I was like, anger, maybe that's what I'm feeling. (laughs) It's like, well, if Betsy can feel angry, maybe it's okay for me to feel angry. And that was how I discovered that I was isolated. I didn't have enough help. And I gradually, and gradually, when I went from there, I figured out that it was a good idea to stick around. So that's why I'm still here after Mm -hmm. (laughs) 20 years. Betsy and I still show up here and do our thing from time yeah. to time together, and it's really nice it's really to wonderful. hear that yeah. beautiful song. It's That's just Thank one you. of the many beautiful, yeah. the most beautiful songs. Yeah.
4: Thank you, Julie. And, you know, I'm just so glad that we have these times together as parents. I know how much we all need it. And to have it in a context of mindfulness and spirit, some kind of spirituality and values that we share is precious. It's very, very precious. And I um, hope that you all find ways to come back and to... Um, Find each other in, in other ways. Make you know, even today just make get your phone numbers, you know, and, and stay connected. Um, you probably know that we have a family retreat every summer, a residential retreat, which is just wonderful and wild and crazy and wonderful. So you get five days of, of all this all this stuff. <laughs> Somebody's twinkling in the back there. Um, mm-hmm. And also, uh, Rebecca has some... She's coming CD? in. Oh, so she there comes. she is. We're just we're kind of segueing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that song that I sing, I wanted to tell you, is on. it's on a CD back there called um, Mother Light, which is the, the first music that I made after my son was born. M- not Mother Light, but Mother Light. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> Mother Light. <So. laughs> and here's Rebecca with wonderful things to share, who's just come back from being with the children also. I came in absolutely hyperventilating. <laughs> A lot of energy out there.
1: <laughs> Hi. I've just been meeting with the groups, making chains of connection. been Yay. very sweet. They, you know, even the youngest group really totally got it. They were like, I'm connected to my, you know, parent or my pet or my sibling. And then the older kids had even more sophisticated awareness about what and who they were connected to. Somebody went all the way to the workers that built their school, you oh, know. So great. it's just like they, they got it really sweet.
4: Sorry to interrupt. I I forgot there's an announcement I'm supposed to make. Samantha Wall, are you here? Mm -hmm. Um, They they, want to see you in the office for some reason. Doesn't that sound like school? They want to see you in the office. (laughs) 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 Huh? I I don't know. Later, at the end. end.
1: So um, I want to make some announcements about some upcoming family events um, here at Spirit Rock and then family events outside of Spirit Rock. And some things about the family program. So our next family day, we do this quarterly. So every season you can think of, oh, I should check that Spirit Rock website and see when the family day is. So our next family day is February 3rd. And it's with Will Cabot zinn the son of John Cabot zinn delightful teacher in his own right, regardless of who his parents are. And and, uh, also a a proud new papa. So Mm. we're so glad to have him here. And... um, the New Year's Teen Retreat, for those of you that have teenagers or no teenagers, is a beautiful journey that the teens go on five days um, around New Year's Eve, and it's at a center off-site, not at Spirit Rock, but um, staffed by Spirit Rock teachers, so you can look for that. Um, and then there's a Winter Teen Series that is January 13th, and um, I'll be teaching that with um, Adam Beraz, James Beraz's son, also a Fabulous teacher in his own right, regardless of who his parents are. Um, so, and then there's the middle school series, which will be taught by um, one of the mindful leaders that was here today, and Matthew, who's been with the program for a long time, and another woman, Nicole. In addition to that, the family program, we're wanting to put more energy and effort into our garden. And we're needing um, parents who love to work with the earth to volunteer, probably on a quarterly system, so you wouldn't have to shoulder it by yourself. We haven't figured out all the specifics, but if you like to tend the earth and would want to come and be part of our family program garden, it's small right now, but we have plans for it to grow. We're looking for volunteers. And I believe there's a sign up at the back of the room, and that's just to find out information. So don't feel like you've committed to anything if you sign your name there. Um, Julie teaches the women's class here at Spirit Rock. So on Thursdays, every Thursday, there's a beautiful class of women. I've attended it myself, gathering and sharing their practice together. Julie is here most of the time, but there are other wonderful teachers here when she needs to be away. Um, And there's also a women's retreat that happens every year here at Spirit Rock that Julie and a team of women teachers offer. And that one that is coming up is at the end of January. So if you can get away from the family for a little retreat, a wonderful retreat. Betsy has her CDs at the back of the room. She also has a mailing list you can sign up with at the back of the room. And um, she's available for school visits. So if you are involved with your school or know other schools that would like to have her come and sing and connect people, she can give you more information about that. And there's a sign up there at the back. I'm going to be offering Mindfulness for Families class. I've developed a curriculum, a seven-week series focusing on eight and nine-year-olds in one group and 10 and 11 in another group. And if you'd like more information about those classes, just simple and practical tools of mindfulness, I have a sign-up at the back of the room. And I also write a blog monthly about mindfulness in, in this life, this parenting life, and just regular life that we live. So if you'd like that, you can sign up at the back of the room. And I think I've covered everything. The last thing that you um, need to know or can know about is the practice of generosity, the practice of Donna. Julie and I come and share what we can share during this day because we love the practice and care about it and want it to reach families. So Spirit Rock doesn't pay us for our work for the day, and we are happy to do it anyway. However, there are baskets at the back of the um, right outside the door in the foyer in which you can leave a donation if you would like to. And the practice that I love is the ideas of generosity is to give the amount that leaves your heart feeling open. So if you gave too much and your heart closed down, that wasn't the right amount. Or if you gave too little and your heart closed down, that wasn't the right amount. So it's really an ongoing discovery that I engage in every time I attend a workshop retreat here at Spirit Rock. And welcome to the discovery of that with us. Okay, so thank you. The children will be coming back in. Okay, so do you have any other announcements that you wanna make? Oh, of course. It seemed like we had extra time. Let's not squander it. Um, So we would love for you to take a few minutes now to fill out these feedback forms. Julie, Betsy, and I will pass them out. If you can jump up and help us pass them out, we're grateful. I'll go get some pencils and just write down your impressions and thoughts. We really read them and change and tailor the day because of what you've written.
2: Peter
4: went after you. Oh my God. He <laughs> <laughs> was like very strong. He was He was He didn't go after me, but he was just <laughs> determined. He just sat right in front of me. And every time a word varied from the CD, he was like, No, it's, it's. <laughs> And it took me a few minutes to rise. It was Peter. Uh-huh. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, Oh.
2: Yeah. I
4: was forewarned. He was lovely. He was totally. I told him he had to be here every time to help me with words. Oh, okay, great.
2: Um, I had a question for yeah, you. Sure. Um, he's extremely musical. Oh. But He's totally undisciplined. Yeah. And um, I want him to extra get into, okay. music, get into either music, either singing or playing something. Yeah. We live in Berkeley. I don't
4: know if you have any idea of something yeah. worth checking out. I would
0: think if he's
4: the of practicing is probably kind of a Anyone needing on a pencil yeah, that doesn't but have but so one? In order to keep him loving right. as long as you we can. We sing together so we I was going to say sing together, and if you want to join in this chorus where you do
1: after you've completed your form you could just put it at the table at the back of the hall um, where my sign up sheets are and I will collect them from there so thank you for taking a minute we love to hear your feedback and ideas Okay, so our loved ones are starting to join us. You can please put your feedback forms at the back of the hall on the first table to the left of the door. There is a basket for pencils there as well. And we can get up and form a circle together.
4: Find our parents when we come. Find your parents. We
1: will find our parents when we come. Let's stand in a circle. We will find our parents. We will find our parents. We will find our parents when we come. We'll be standing
4: in a circle. We'll be standing in a circle when we come. We'll be standing in a circle when we come. Be standing in a circle, we'll be standing in a circle, we'll be standing in a circle when we come. We will hold hands together when we come. We'll when we, come we will hold hands together when we come. We will hold hands together, we'll hold hands together, we will hold hands together when we come. Let
1: newcomers into the circle when we come. We will let newcomers into the circle when they come. We will let newcomers into the circle. <laughs> <Ana> into the let newcomers into the circle. Let newcomers into the circle when we'll they come. The circle when we come. We will
4: smile upon the chaos when it comes.
1: We will smile upon the chaos
4: when we come. Be safe with your
1: body. We will smile upon the chaos. We will smile upon the chaos. We will smile upon the chaos when we come.
4: (laughs) We'll watch out for people's safety. We'll watch out for people's
1: safety when we come. We'll watch out for people's safety
4: when we come. We'll watch out for people's safety. Watch out for people's safety, we'll watch out for people's safety when we come. We will walk as slow as possible when we come. We will walk as slow as possible when we
1: come. we will walk as slow as possible. We will walk as slow as
4: possible. We will walk as slow as possible when we're
1: We will lie down
4: on the floor and we're young.
1: We will lie down on the floor and we're, we we're young. Lie down. We will lie down on the floor, we will lie down on the floor, we will lie down on the floor when we're young, we will take three deep breaths, we will take three deep breaths when
4: we're young and old.
1: take three deep
4: breaths when we come. One,
3: two, three.
2: We will take three deep breaths, we will take three
4: deep breaths, we will take three deep breaths when we come. Rebecca, do you want children and families together
1: in a circle? Is that the we idea? We will stand with our parents when we come. Stand with your parents. We will stand with our parents when we come. Or the caregiver that brought you. We will stand with our parents. We will parents, With our parents we will stand, with our parents when we come. Parents, help us out here.
4: And are we ready to go on? Yeah. Okay. So each child is with their parents when we come. Very good. Each child is with their parents when we come. Each child is with their parents each child is with their parents or grandparents, and each child is with their parents when we
1: come.
4: All right, wow.
1: <sighs> so, this morning, when all the grown ups, the mindful leaders, were meeting, we did something that connected us. It connected us right away. And I want to do it with you. We're going to take a big breath in. And when we breathe out, we're going to do just what Lucy did. We're going to sigh like this. (sighs) Let's do that three times. Breathe in. (sighs) Again, breathe in. Sigh and relax. (sighs) One more time. Breathe in. Sigh and relax. Do you feel how your body got to relax? How your body and your heart got to soften? And you wanna know what? When the bodies and hearts next to you soften, it reminds your own body and heart to soften. Yeah, let's do one more time. And this time, we're gonna do it for each other. Remind every other body and heart to soften. Shh. Ah. That's nice. If you are under age nine, lay down here. Lay yourself right down. Nine and under, lay yourself right down. And now, if I whisper, will you be able to hear me? If you're talking while I'm talking, can you hear me? Can you show me your listening ears? Thank you so much. We are connected when we listen to each other. We are going to close our day with a listening meditation. We're going to listen to ourselves and listen to each other. So if closing your eyes helps you to close your mouth, then please do that. Mouths are closed. Eyes can be open or closed. Ears are open. And we are listening. I'm going to ring the bell to start. Listening, listening listening, listening, listening. is so beautiful. Can we all twinkle at each other with that? Thank you so much. Last time for us today to be connected, take your two hands, connect them, put them on your heart. (laughs) Have you ever felt like when you dropped something you weren't connected to yourself anymore? Can we all be connected to ourselves even if we drop something or somebody drops something? Can we be connected if we're sad? Can we be connected to ourselves if we're sad? Yeah. Can we be connected to ourselves if we're happy? Yeah. remember what we did this afternoon for all my groups? Can we be connected to ourselves if we feel scared? Yeah. Can we be connected to ourselves if we feel excited? Yeah. Children who are in my afternoon groups, can you teach your parents about okay time when you get in the car to go home today? Yeah, yeah. okay. Thank you for such a wonderful day. Bows to everybody.
0: So we're going to take one more moment to just feel gratitude. Thanks to ourselves for our coming and being here together. One more moment of quiet together ah. and as we go from this place and we remember that the Earth is always here holding us. If we're walking, our feet are on the Great Mother Earth. We can feel grounded. We can be spacious and open to include whatever happens next. And may we take a moment to dedicate our practice for the benefit of all beings everywhere without one exception, and especially all children. Thank you.
4: Thank you. So we're going to um, sing as we go. As, if you could put your cushions and chairs away, we would be incredibly grateful. And we're going to sing good wishes to each other. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. Grab some cushions. May you be filled with love.
2: Four, so yeah. she led most of the stuff. I helped out.
4: Were you with the littlest ones? Four I kept the little Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good number of them. Four yeah, eight, five. Yeah.
2: 19. She's 10, 19, three. 4 and 5 year olds. Can you believe that? Okay. Amazing.
4: So, you know, we don't even let people in until 6 now. Like that, which is I
0: know. It is, is really
2: <laughs> makes a difference. Well, four time. Oh,
0: 5 is just impossible.
3: How can you, what did you do?
2: <laughs> we played I Spy. Oh, that's fun. We did a little bit of mindfulness. We talked about three yeah, of the precepts. Yeah.
3: Have you seen it? That's, that's impressive. We had a it's four a and
2: right? five year old train. That was the train. It was a four and five year old train. That was how we traveled <laughs> from one place to another.
4: The uh, <laughs> they were great. And <laughs> <all> <laughs> sang, they were incredible. They were impeccable. Oh yeah, we
2: sang with Betsy. Yeah, we
4: sang and maybe with the 67 year olds too. Wow, it was great. It was good. Great. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah.
3: yeah. Um,
4: I'm so glad. I'm so yeah, glad to good see good. you here. I wasn't yeah. happy. I had two separate
3: questions. One was. I
4: can't remember the words at all now. When you uh-huh. had the, you know, your arms oh out. Yeah, my then, yeah, my spirit's in the you sky. You're s- no, not singing. Sky. I'm talking uh, about... My two hands hold it here. No, no, not in a song. You were talking
0: about... Um, oh, that was
4: Rebecca. When, you when you Together, alone. alone. That's what I yes. thought. Okay, because yes. I've
1: been having a lot of fighting with my daughter about yeah. how to listen at all. And all it does is we just braid um, against each other. Sure. And I'm trying to, I, I asked her if that's like maybe we could find a symbol.
4: You know? Because
1: really uh, you know, we code words. I Hi, I you! you, I did you,
4: did you? Did you? It was great having <laughs> <you're> <laughs> <done> <laughs> you here. your names. I haven't Candice yeah. oh, and Yannick. 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 We And then we have. Oh,
1: your name is Karen. Is your name and your email address? Green yeah. Do you have a yeah. community with some folks who you think have you listening? just
4: out the window
1: yes, right. Let me know. Yeah, you can just keep in touch about it. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, absolutely. We've, well, I've been teaching my spirit rock for- Now that I'm, you know. Away. so i haven't done a big one like so that but
3: i'll just t-